Hello everybody. So how are you doing today? Welcome to episode 9 of Know the Happiness How with Vinko Chow. I'm your host Wing Commander Satyendra Chauhan aka Vinko Chow, an air veteran and a resilient lifestyle coach from Bangalore, India. Happiness How is an attempt and a show which airs the feelings of people who've been there done that it talks about the stresses the pressures and various challenges that entrepreneurs executives or professionals face in their workspace or in the office corridors it is also a show which airs to bring a smile on the faces of all these people who've had a rough day in the office so we do intend that from today's episode we do bring some smile on your face get that cheer back and that sparkle in your eyes and to do this today with me is a very eminent coach all the way from queensland australia he has been a trainer he's been a coach he's been a master coach and now he's an entrepreneur running his own coaching business director of team resilience group from queensland australia here he is may i present mr trent shaw hi trent uh, welcome to the show hello hello uh, well thank you for having me always love having a chat to wonderful people from wherever they may be and um very excited to be being streamed uh, to your amazing country oh so thank, thank you. you thank you very much for having me actually like i said the pleasure is all ours and as we move forth we would certainly want to know a little bit more of your story right from growing up into a trainer and then to a coach and how much was the challenge transitioning from a trainer to a coach to a master coach and how are the these coaching corridors in terms of so called negativity although we are all very positive people believe in energy but uh, do you think at some corner there's some kind of negativity lurks well it's a great way to start the podcast we're talking about energy we're talking about negativity and there's two things i love to talk about because <laughs> okay inside every human cell there's both negative negative ion and 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 on the outside there's positive ion mm-hmm. and you can't have one without the other and and this is where i think the whole industry not the whole but majority of the industry uh-huh really need to like take a good hard look at itself because we we come from a space where we're both positive and negative yet we only want the positive without the negative and we only want the wins without the losses and we only want to be motivated without the opposite well i hate to bust your bubble but part of the reason why the coaching industry gets a bit of a bad rap in relation to our country is people sell positivity and motivation and this week i'm getting a lot of comments about trent why do you talk about the negative so much <laughs> well how do you know what happiness is without sadness how do you know what winning is without losing so we're very much about balance we're very much about uh energy and um we're very much about uh understanding why the negative happens for you and and uh you've heard my story mm-hmm. so you know i took a uh, i've been through a lot of uh negative stuff Uh-huh. that I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change one moment in time from divorce to not having my children to struggles with alcohol to weight gain to mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. So mm-hmm. and I think so the end of the thing that 
really hurt my life was the positive addiction I had, believe it or not. All right. The thing that, the thing that led me to my big breakdown, which eventually led me to breakthrough, uh-huh. was something very positive. All right. So, yes, I understand. But what is interesting is while you say you would want to burst the bubble, you still have that positive addiction. And those are actually the contrasts of negativity and the positive addiction. And that will be a lovely, intriguing thing, which I would want to hear. And I'm sure our listeners and people who are going to watch this would also love to hear these two contrasting perspectives together. Yeah, so... My negative addiction throughout my 20s, and I know you talk to a lot of uh, young executives um, uh, quite often and uh, obviously part of your, your audience that you're, you're talking to, but my negative addiction was alcohol. Ed, I, uh, used to, I was a heavy drinker in my early 20s um, mm-hmm. and the only person I was really hurting was myself. Mm-hmm. But as I then be- lost all my weight and got very fit, I turned myself to being very addicted to extreme endurance events, marathon running, all right. Obstac- extreme obstacle racing. And then after quite a few years of doing that and having a lot of success at some of the hardest events on the planet, um, I chose to, unfortunately, I made the wrong decision inside my marriage and I had an affair and destroyed my entire family and another family. And I lost all the money that I worked for. And, and, and unfortunately, because she's very bitter, uh, I, I now I haven't seen my children for four years. So it's been, it's been a lot of highs and lows throughout my life and then eventually uh, after about uh, 12 months of arguing with my ex and a lot of aggression and things like that, I decided to uh, pack up and leave and move north to sort myself out again. So uh, I initially moved south from where I was in Queensland to Melbourne, which I absolutely loved and I went to Melbourne with just $300 in the bank and no possessions. and running from a, a, a running from basically from myself, eventually after seven or eight years, I ran back into uh, the stuff that I hadn't dealt with from my twenties. So uh, I'd been I'd built a pretty good success um, over about seven years in uh, Melbourne, probably eight years, sorry, in Melbourne. And uh, eventually, what happened is it all basically leveled me out, and I ended up with. Coming home with nothing, coming back to Queensland with nothing in 2017. So I was broke again in 2017 and living in a very small apartment um, in an inner city suburb in Brisbane um, with uh, with a lot of issues inside. I, I was very uh, traumatized. I was on medication. I was labeled heavily. Um, the latest label I had was complex trauma disorder uh, because they couldn't figure out the PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm. And I was consistently labeled with uh, anxiety, depression uh, all the time. So um, it just showed me that they had no idea. Uh, eventually, uh, I was such in such a low space that I had to make a commitment. And that was uh, August three years ago. I decided to put myself heavily into growth and mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I was already multi-modality coach, so I started out as a personal trainer and I was very good in the movement space. So I then went to remedial therapies and massage, so I covered that as well. And we had success in that space. And then finally, 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 for myself, I needed a mindset. And as soon as I entered that room, I knew I wanted to help people with their mindset. So in August 2017, 
after losing everything, we've got we've rebuilt it in under three years. Uh, I've got everything back that I lost in a quarter of the time, and it's getting more and more and more. And mm-hmm. I'm very very grateful to say that I have the most amazing partner still. Um, she's she's the one that told me to get into growth. She said, "Stop talking to psychologists. Stop talking to therapists." and and uh, and get into personal development, and uh, she basically looked me in the eye and called me a coward. Um, and she, well, I needed to hear that. My 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 amazing partner Jess, I, as you know, I call her the unicorn. Mm-hmm. She uh, she she is for consistently for three and a half years. She has changed my life on a daily basis with how she loves, how she doesn't build me up too much, how she tells me the truth when other people don't. So uh, I, I have no drama in my life anymore. I was very addicted to the negative energy like anger, frustration, mm-hmm. shame, all that stuff, very hot, very rigid. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand spirituality and that's why when I met you, Seth Andrew, on our podcast, uh, you started talking about energy and spirituality and I'm like, oh, you're speaking my language. but in 2017 pre-growth, I probably would have made fun of you or, or, or I wouldn't have known what you're talking about. So I had to go through some significant pain and uh, to, to, to come out the other side. And I was talking to someone today, actually, they were asking me, like, how did you, like, what happened with that breakdown? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, when I broke through and I moved the fog away from my eyes, I felt like I gained this ability to understand human behavior like it just i i understand very complex things now where previously i didn't really understand too much i didn't learn i didn't read i didn't practice mindfulness i was very egoic very arrogant um where now i just want to help everybody obviously you know you can't but now i'm i want to be a person of service great so while we were talking about the negativity in the space, in our workspaces, but your story actually turns out to be a motivation and inspiration for entrepreneurs too. And no wonders, no wonders you've set out with a vision to help people who would want to grow. And while that is very positive, how would you try to ward off what has happened to you to others around you? Well, firstly, I think as a master coach, if that's what you want to call me, um, I think uh, I, I'm very direct, okay, so I'm not afraid. So if I was working with you, Seti Andrew, as an example, I, and I saw, the, and I, I, I uh, gathered that the only way you would listen to me was for me to be direct, I would hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. I right. would. I'm happy to hurt someone's feelings to wake them up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing. Not be mean, but just be very truthful. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one thing. Also, to uh, sometimes, in in, I'm also aware that when I meet someone, they need to know me, they need to like me, and they need to trust me. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very good at building rapport. That's the first thing. I'm very good at it, and also, uh, I'm an I'm very good at asking high quality questions. All right. So for to break through. The, these things and break through any sort of emotional block, whether you're mm-hmm. corporate, whether you're entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you need to be able to ask yourself high quality questions. Okay. 
because high high quality questions lead to high quality answers, mm-hmm. and when you find a high quality answer, you win. All right, great. So here I come to brass tacks of the coaches, and actually you've given us the lead. So while we all know the essence of coaching lies in deep listening and questioning and open-ended questioning, direct questioning. Now, when you say high-quality questions, would you, without disclosing on your trade secrets, would you like to share what are these high-quality questions uh, and I, how do you go I, about I, framing I, them? Uh, any, anyone says they've got the secret, then I don't trust them. So <laughs> uh, it's true. Anyone says, I've got the secret to this, I've got the secret to that. Well, why are you holding secrets? Like, I don't trust you. So, okay. uh, all right. So can, can I give a very simple yes, yes. example? We love that. Okay. So when someone feels negative or has something bad to them, mm-hmm. a low-quality question might be, Mm-hmm. Why did why does these bad things keep happening to me? Mm-hmm. And if you ask yourself that question, your self-talk might be, well, I'm a bad person or you deserve it. Mm-hmm. It usually comes a low-quality answer. But if mm-hmm. you go, as an example, what's the benefit of that bad thing happening to me? What did I learn and what can I take away from it so it doesn't happen again? Mm-hmm. That's a very, very different question that has a very, very different answer. That's true. So we get a lot of people come in front of us going, why is my life so bad? Why, why can't mm-hmm. I move forward? It's all very low quality questions. So, mm-hmm. And I'm a guide, so I don't claim to have the answers. Mm-hmm. I'm just a guide. But the other thing too, because problem solving and putting, because when I was in the corporate industry, all I did was solve problems. Mm-hmm. All I did was put pieces of the puzzle together and try and solve problems. Mm-hmm. So I've been practicing for 20 years to solve problems. So, and also dealing with very difficult people for the first 10 years of my corporate career. Very difficult people. People that would yell at you. Okay. Um, people who, uh, it's, can I share a, a, my yeah, first sure. ever run-in? Can yes, I, yes. I want to share, I, want, I, was in, I was in my late 20s. Uh-huh. And I remember this one guy, I'd moved to Melbourne and I'd, I'd come from country Queensland, which there wasn't a lot of culture. It was all... Uh, it was all very white. Mm. There was no culture apart mm. from Aboriginal community. There was no culture. <laughs> and I remember I was managing a big car dealership mm. and there was, a, there was this big Indian guy, mm. this big Indian guy, and he was very upset at me. And this is the first time I'd met and spoken to and dealt with someone from India. Hmm. And in Melbourne, there's a massive Indian culture uh, crew. Okay. And we had, I have so many friends from Melbourne that uh, have Indian heritage. And we used to, they used to banter with each other about North and South. And, hmm. and then there'd be cr- cricket arguments. So I had a lot of friends. But this, this, this Indian guy comes to me and, he, and he's getting so upset with me and so angry at me. He's thinking, what, am, do you think I'm an Aboriginal or something? I'm like, what are you saying to me? Like, I, I, I I seriously just see people mm-hmm. like I, I started in my whole years of solving problems and different cultures and, and different people. I just see people and um, I was not afraid to get in the front of someone and find out what the problem behind the problem was. Mm-hmm. So the point where I'm going with this, with this guy, he'd had a very bad day at work mm-hmm. and he was very stressed and he was having arguments with his wife and he came out and I actually took the time to actually listen to him and let him vent and call mm-hmm. me all sorts of bad names and, mm-hmm. and, and eventually we turned it around. So eventually, oh, yeah. and 
I've been very good at that space before I even had my coaching training. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of negative feedback. Mm-hmm. So I inst- I instruct my team to go and ask the questions that lead to find out what the negative. So I ask, uh, I challenge people with good question asking to tell me where the negatives lie and what we do. Mm-hmm. So if you if you can get really good with taking on negative feedback and you can get really good with questions, you'll master any area of life. All right. But yeah, so question asking, yeah, taking feedback on, that sort of stuff. So there's a couple of bits of gold there outside of the questions. Um, so while he was saying, when he said aboriginal, you should have said, I wish you were aboriginal. I would have loved you even more. We would be country brothers, actually. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, no, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I laughed. I laughed when he said this. It's my first ever, like, we'd watch, we'd gone to, do you know the Gabba? In, uh-huh, in Brisbane, yeah. the Gabba Creek. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we've yeah. gone every, every time India toured. Yes. And then Sachin Tendulkar and uh-huh. Rahul Dravid and uh-huh. all, these, all these amazing, we would go and thousands of us would go and watch some okay. amazing cricketers. But I never actually had, I never met anyone from India until I went to Melbourne. Uh-huh. And then um, uh, I was first introduced to goat curry and then uh, they would always put more spice in it and I'd mm-hmm. end up on the toilet the next day. And they would laugh at me, and I like it, it, just some of the food was phenomenal. Like I, I just had nothing but amazing experience with your culture. Oh great! So, yeah, and you should have told him how good animosity you maintain on the cricket pitch as well. So <laughs> <laughs> talking about Gaba oh, and the cricket. You, oh, <laughs> you know what? You couldn't help but admire the rivalry. I mean, if you are, who's your current captain at the moment? Um, yeah, it's Virat Kohli. Yeah, yeah, we all dislike him, right? But we all respect him. Yeah. And 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 this is something. If you've got some young salesmen listening to this, all right. The question I ask my sales team. This is the question. Mm-hmm. This is a high quality question. All right. I say, if you want to, I say, as a salesman, do you want to be liked or do you want to be respected? All right. That's very interesting. Very interesting. And I want my I want my salespeople and my I always want to be respected. Respected. Very true. Res- always respected because liked. Yes. Li- I mean, it's great to be liked and all, but I tell you what, you don't get results with wanting to be liked by everyone. In fact, it will burn you out. Great. That brings me to a very interesting point, and I would share my thoughts on that. Uh, you talked Please. of selling. You talked of selling, and if we come around and think what you just said, we're all selling. In uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. we're all selling ourselves in in some other role. Mother is uh, selling her love to the child in some which way. That is to buy certain buy get a buy in maybe to feed him or her. Or similarly, father is also doing certain things. So very very interesting thing you said is whether you would want to be liked or respected. And at the end of the day, if you earn the respect, you would have already earned the liking sooner or later. So. Great, great point. That all those who are listening will certainly derive. I, a lot I, of have, I have testimonials mm-hmm. that say that they that, and there's a theme that they did not like me when they first met me, mm-hmm. but they respected me, and so they stuck around and they spent a lot of money on their growth and they still spend money on their growth and they always joke about how they didn't like me mm-hmm. when they first started working with me and I was perfect. I, I laugh about it. 
when uh, when they call me negative names, I just laugh because it, I don't care. I want to be respected for what I do, um, and because I don't ask for respect, I'm very congruent with my core fundamental values. I'm very clear on my future, and I'm not talking about happiness, loyalty, and respect as a value. They're all social idealisms. They they teach values incorrectly with a lot of modalities. So. I'm talking about the core fundamental items like the, like business, learning, career, family, experiences, creativity, mm. spirituality, religion, like the stuff you can grip. Mm. I, I'm very congruent with and, I, and I'm very, very uh, on – I'm happy to say no if it doesn't align with my values and uh, if, if I sense that someone I'm communicating with doesn't align with my values or someone I'm hiring – Mm-hmm. I hire based on their values. If their values don't line up with my business values, which are my values, because people people get so funny about their private life, but these days in business, your business is your private life. Your private life is your business. All right. Okay, so with coaching, it's both. Mm-hmm. Like it is both. Yes. It is both. So, um, so... Uh, if I'm going to work with anyone, I want to make sure that their values are very like. And if they're not, then it's the best thing for them and me just to let them go. So, um, but it's also hard for young people to come in when they want they have an idea of working for someone. If their values don't line with who they're working for, then it's a recipe for disaster. Unless you can do some linking of your values to that company's values, and then you can you can you can do anything inside anything inside the company. Um, but I know with me as an entrepreneur, I would never work for anyone other than myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a multiple business owner as well. We have car yards. We have um, uh, I've got an, a, a, a brand, a product I'm about to release in the next couple of months as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so multiple, multiple business owner. But I'm very much entrepreneur. My focus is on everything. Um, and, and that's if you don't want to live like that, then you're not an entrepreneur. If you're not doing this. It's 8 p.m. on a Saturday night, and I'm having a, a great conversation with my friend from yeah, yeah. Uh, across, across the across the seas. So, like, if you if you're not willing to do that and you're not willing to work at that level, then I don't believe you're an entrepreneur. Very true, very true. So great learning there, and people who are listening and watching you, not only the youngsters, like I said, all kind of professionals and entrepreneurs would certainly understand the meaning of the values. One is their values, and one is the intrinsic values of the soul, actually. If you believe mm. in spirituality and you say that it is so easy not to be vulnerable, but then it's better to be vulnerable and to be in terms of being in that acceptance of what you are. So great learning there. And also for all those who are looking at working tomorrow or working in a space would understand how easy it becomes for them if the values are aligned and if they find that what they're working is towards the respect and not for the momentary liking. So interesting points that uh, you made there. You did speak of your next venture and what you're going in just a bit. So we would like you to touch a little more on that while you also tell us what now are your achievements personally or professionally and how are they helping others? I know you are outward bound. You are a humanity conscious person. So what are your mm. plans going future? There's quite a lot on the go. So we've got a um I haven't told anyone really, but I might as well tell you. I'm releasing oh. a beard or I'm releasing a um 
uh, a novelty product in beard. I'm releasing oils for beards All right. as well because I, I have a beard and mm-hmm. um, I, I love to. I just I just mm-hmm. like beards. I like beards. So uh, I thought, you know what? Like I've got a contact, and they said with good marketing. Okay. Um, which we're we're going to do a pre-release. We're not going to create any oil until we raise the capital. Mm-hmm. So we do a clever marketing release as we come up to Christmas. Um, so that's that's a project. Uh, I'm just looking at my board now where I constantly see everything. So, all right. What we've got on the what we've got on the go at the moment. We've got our. I've built out my own uh, academy, which is aligned to certifying new coaches. Okay. Right. So I had a look at the industry from remedial therapies to personal training to the coaching, mm-hmm. my, coaching industry. And I saw a lot of, a lot of the courses were very, um, were very fluffy. Mm-hmm. A lot of the courses didn't give the information that they, the coaches truly need. They don't give business content. They don't give sales content. They definitely mm-hmm. don't align with different areas of coaching you've kind of got to figure that out they don't do marketing they don't do branding um and so what i did was i've spent the last uh eight months building out Mm -hmm. our very own five level certification that eventually we hope will be able to run our own coaching board so we're looking to take we're looking to take on the icf and show them how it needs to be done and i don't say that from a place of ego or arrogance i say that because you know what? Like some of these guys have been grabbing people's money and not giving enough back. <laughs> Absolutely not giving enough back, and then they claim to this and they claim to that and they claim to have integrity. Well, I'm going to I'm calling absolute bullshit on the whole industry. Like I'm saying, the industry has not been good enough uh, for the longest time, and it's time to change. This the number one selling coaching qualification came out of the 70s. Yes, that's. That's a problem for me because mm-hmm. they're still selling the old, the old, old, very outdated coaching techniques and coaching. So we went away and we just pulled it all apart and rewrote it. All right. We rewrote it. So, yeah, I, so that's, actually, my, uh, that's my big. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And now I'm, uh, I'm going to go and partner with you because ICF is going to run down on me, I being an ICF coach. <laughs> and, and yes, by the way, ICF has brought in certain changes. All the competencies have been revised and they have been modeled again in 2020. So hopefully, but anyways, competition always brings better things when you have, well, and there are new ways uh, to do uh, it. Why not? Yep. Yes, yes, yes. The the uh, the issue is we've got traditional mindset and we've got very old science and they're trying to bring in some of the stuff from other areas but i don't think they truly grasp the and they're too afraid to say that you can permanently move from mental health labels like i don't have anything i was diagnosed with and i consistently get told for the last three years that the clients that come in heavily labeled Mm-hmm. Uh, and triggered and traumatized, no longer feel the way they were diagnosed. So they no longer have the depression, the anxiety, mm-hmm. whatever they were diagnosed. I believe that no one has anything wrong with them. Mm-hmm. I believe there's nothing wrong with anyone. I believe that the universe is perfect as it is. It's self-organizing. I also believe that if you choose the right challenge and mm-hmm. you choose problems big enough, you will have an exciting and extraordinary life. Yeah. So. This academy and our school, and we're going to build our own yoga certification, our own breathwork certification. We're building out um, uh, our own addiction center. So what's happening is too, we're then going to align that with a big property and we're Mm -hmm. going to build a lot of houses on this property and we're going to bring in 1,500 people a month 
mm-hmm. and house them and, and and get them retrained, rehabilitated, working in the community. We're going to take them and their children out of their really heavily domestic violence addiction and environments and we're going to protect people and we're going to help people because it's so needed in this country. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then also, too, on the back of that, we're looking to basically feed every disabled person in this country. Every person that has a disability, we're looking to... And then also, too, because the food that's attached to the disabled community that we're going to pre-make, prepare and freeze, mm-hmm. we're going to go to as many farms as we can and get all the food that the major brands reject because of size. Mm-hmm. So all the imperfect produce, we waste mm-hmm. millions of tons of food in this country. Millions of tons. We've got, and if we shut the borders now, mm-hmm. we could feed our own generations for years. Like if we just closed off the rest of the world, Australia, because there's only 22 or 23 million people. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the population is. We could, we could probably feed all your country <laughs> with all of your population. We've got that much food in this country that we waste. Mm-hmm. So on, we we plan to feed a lot of people based on food um, for very small cost to the person, not for profit. So we've got that on the go. We predict that we could potentially throw out sixty thousand meals a day. Oh, that's a 60, big number. Sixty thousand meals a day. Yeah. So building a kitchen, um, also to solar farm as well. We want it to be off the grid. We want. We also want um, nature and animals. So we're looking at retraining. We want to form our own job network off the back of it. Our master coaches, our elite level coaches, so our level five coaches will be invited to come and give their time to the property. And then after four or five years, we might take it around the world. So um, it's already started. We're looking for the land now. We're already building the team to build it. I'm in communication with builders. We're in communication with government. We're, we've started our documentary planning. So we're, we're, this is happening, which I'm truly excited about. So for us... Um, for us, uh, it's about giving back. Like, uh, yes, we have incredible success um, with our clients and people that invest to us. But I want the people to know that we're whatever they invest in, in our, it's going to go all into helping these people. Like, uh, and by this long term, I'll create generational wealth for my family. I'll create legacy. I'm not. I'm. I just want to. Because if you can serve at that level, like like Tony Robbins is is amazing. Like he's trying to feed two billion meals, and like he's he's he he might be a little bit outdated in relation to how he teaches, but he's the guru. Like he's the legend of the industry. Yes. And 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 uh, he he is um, doing amazing things around rescuing children and suffering, starving food, and all that other stuff. So. Like for us, it's 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 something that we really are inspired by, and I'm also inspired by another guy by the name of Michael A. Singer. Mm-hmm. Now, Michael A. Singer, I don't know if you know this book books. It's called mm-hmm. The Surrender Experiment. That's okay. one. Mm-hmm. So he took, he has an amazing journey of being a yoga hippie in the '70s to creating a billion dollar software company, and then what he did was he built a he he acquired a thousand acres of land, and anyone can go and meditate at his place. He has, uh, I think, his teacher was yo. Uh, it was an Indian guru. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he he always referred to as how a lot of the Indian gurus from the seventies and eighties used to go across to his temple in the U.S. So, like, I've been very inspired by these leaders, these guys who 
come like me come with nothing. I came from nothing three years ago. I was broke. I was homeless. Um, to now, I live on the beach and with my my stepchildren and my partner and my beautiful dog. I can't stop. To, I, if you follow me on social media, I did a story post today about mm-hmm. my dog snoring. So she okay. was next to me and I was filming her snoring. Right. So I. Yeah, she's a rescue dog as well. So we, we okay. she was given up as a pup and um, okay. we went and picked her up. Yeah, so phil- phil- I, I, I'm very philanthropic that way. Like I want to, I, you know what I said, Andrew? Like I would love when it's built. I'm just going to fly you over to do a podcast with me. Oh, uh, <laughs> lovely. I, I think, there you go, it's recorded now. So I'll, I'll send you a ticket and you can come over and hang out with me for a week. How's that sound? Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. So, yeah. I secured myself a holiday in Australia on record. <laughs> you can bring your home. All right. Maybe we might not let you go home. You might have to move over. Always, always. I'm looking. I'm looking to move. <laughs> you know, I don't. But that's I, that. Hmm. Yep. Sorry, but that, that's that's off the back of like I spent years. Like I won America's hardest twelve-hour training session training camp, like three or four times, four, mm-hmm. three, I can't remember. Um, I, I'd, I'd won a few events. I've done multiple endurance races. Um, I think, uh, and my legacy that I'm trying to leave is very much because of the, the bit of divorce. I don't see my daughters at all. So I haven't seen my children. Um, and that's very sad, but also too, it gives me the space that I need to do all this. And when they come back, because I believe they will, when they come back, I can't wait to show them around. I can't wait to say, you know what? Like, I don't care what mum said about me. I don't care what grandmother said about me. I want you to look and make your own mind up. I just want, I want to welcome them in and offer them a place. So for me, like, I, I'm just, I just can't wait to change the world. I really can't. Wow. And, and yeah, I just can't wait. It's going to happen. It has to. Great, great. I would very candidly admit that probably these are the things which connect us. Like you said, community, humanity, philanthropy, and the larger purpose. You know, when we were, you were talking of uh, uh, Tony Robbins, when he's feeding 2 million, imagine, imagine the kind of blessings, the kind of energy that he's transported that lifts him to a wavelength or to a bandwidth, which will take him wherever that he would want to. Actually, my next question is to ask you, which will motivate and inspire the entrepreneurs listening in to about your success story, some hint on the business plan within three years, this growth, certainly you are a visionary and you certainly you've used this word clever. Yes, you are clever and you are sharp. You have realized where lies the growth. Uh, But at the same time, what I'm seeing here is that the larger purpose that is there on your mind, your vision to help people, your vision to create the community. And I, know how you address your team. It is team. It is team and it is legends that mm-hmm. are there in your team. So before I That's, go to that, <laughs> yeah, go that, ahead. There, that there, that there, that there, I'm no one's boss. I have eight people in my team. I am no one's boss. Hmm. I, I might say, I might pay the bills and I might make the decisions at the end of the day, but I have a general manager that I actually report to. Hmm. I have a sales manager that I report to. Mm-hmm. I have a, um, a, a coaching manager that, that I report to okay. and they report to me. We, they are legends. They are, I, I tell them every day how much I appreciate them. 
I'm also not afraid to tell them to pull their finger out and get working. Um, but I, and I give them big shares in what I do. I give them lots of commission and lots of rewards. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't do this without this beautiful team that I have around me. You've met Mel. Yes, she's yes, such I, a beautiful yeah. girl. We have, I have eight people like Mel. Like, I, I, it's, it's taken me years to find these people. Years. And I, I'm not going to let them go without a fight, if ever. So, so you, if, you, if you're a leader in your team, mm-hmm. look after them. Yes. Go, go without if you have to because they will help build your dreams. If you have dreams and you, and you can find people that have dreams to build your dreams, you will, you will build it. You will change the world. Absolutely. Like, yes. So that's like, I'm, I love my team and I tell them that every day. I love you guys. This is awesome. So that's another thing which connects us. Like I call it differently. I call it power of compounding. And let me admit one more thing. I like it's, that. It's, it's, I it's like your, that. It's your interview, but I'm getting vulnerable, you know. And probably it is your candidness which is getting me there. So when I wanted to start this, I waited for very long. I was looking for right partners. Because I believe in power of compounding. I believe in every human being bringing in their own uniqueness, their own speciality. And imagine, today I am doing the entire work myself. And if I have five people, oh, I am my productivity will be multiplied by five. Very simple. And the outcomes could be synergistically 55. So, I mean, that's an intelligent thought and wish that also, again, brings us to our larger purpose of empowering people. Realizing that there is abundance in empowerment. It is not in keeping it with you. The more you explore all big things happening, development happening, people would say, oh, somebody's going to lose business. Somebody, no, no, nobody's lost business. People are flourishing, actually. They're prospering with the times going. Only people who've got their narrow mindset probably are suffering. Otherwise, whoever can accommodate, who's shed down those limiting beliefs and has really embraced the larger way of living and that is actually the growth there. So excellent. We connect on a lot of things actually. I didn't know this, but anyways, this is coming out. So while all this is on, all good things are happening. So I bring to you a difficult question. Are there still some gremlins, some demons in Trenshaw? <laughs> all good, good man. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, my team have seen me cranky on more than one occasion because I'm so, uh, and I'm so wanting to move forward so fast that I have to be. I was told just a couple of years ago, and it was so true. Mm-hmm. They said, Trent, you don't want to be going so fast on your bus that when you get to the end of the your journey, you look around and no one's on no it. No one's around. <laughs> so now I'm always, if I'm going too fast, I get lots of. I understand feedback because I'm a feedback junkie. So when I get fast, I become cranky. Now, when I'm going too fast, when I'm going too fast, I'm also thinking family, stay away, family, stay away, let me work, let me work. So my love for my family and the children and my dog um, is also when I start saying I don't want to hang out with them, I don't want to talk to them, when I start thinking negative about my family, I know I need to go up and give them a hug. Okay, so this is... So that's that's it. So my, my, my gremlins are if I become obsessed by this business, mm-hmm. then it will fall over. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you build a skyscraper out of just one area of life, the other areas will level it out. Great. That's so if you don't point. put any time into your learning, your spirituality, your creativity, your exercise, your fitness, your if you don't look after your health, it'll level out your wealth. Mm-hmm. If you don't look after your family, it'll level out your business every day of the week. And... Um, so I have that gremlin where I'm I'm very much uh, like I started playing golf this year again for the first time in 20 years because I needed to disconnect from the mission at times to think and to talk to just and to not talk about business. And um, so I went out and bought the best clubs. Mm-hmm. I went out and bought the best clothes. And then I started playing golf. And, and Jess was saying, oh, once a month. And I started playing four times a week. All right. So then all of a sudden the feedback from my family and then I'm thinking I wish they just let me play golf and then my team are going, why are you always playing golf? You're not working as much. And I'm like, well, it's my business. So I, I get grumpy and cranky basically. So when I start to feel grumpy and cranky, I, I have ways and strategies where I immediately get out of it, um, which is what we teach our clients. Plus, I, I, I'm internally very independent, but I also have a great community that I can ring and we have a mantra in our business. If you're stuck for five minutes, mm-hmm. if you are stuck for five mm-hmm. minutes, then you message the team mm-hmm. and we all fix it. Okay. Great. So Great. We, if, we, if we get stuck, well, the whole team gets involved. That's excellent. So, yeah, so we, um, and, and I'm the first one to put the hand up and say, I've made a mistake. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, can mm-hmm. somebody help me? Because I was like you, Sathyendra. I, I did everything for years. Mm-hmm. I did everything myself for years. And um, what I worked out, if you wanted to go fast, go alone. All right. If you want to go big and wide and long, do it with others. Very true. So I, I, I created, like we were earning... God, we were earning phenomenal money, multiple six figures in Australian dollars, which I don't even know what that is in Indonesian rupiah. But mm. oh, sorry, not rupiah. What what's your currency? Sorry, Indian rupiah. <laughs> Indian rupiah. I'm Indonesian. I've been to Bali many times. So, uh, so uh, India rupiah. So, yeah, we were earning. I don't know what a million dollars in Australia is worth. Yeah, in yeah. India. Okay, it's multiplied by fifty. Oh, there we go. So we were we were earning good money. Um, so, so yeah. But it was not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It was very stressful. It was very tense. So, the gremlins that come out of me are like a tight chest or sore shoulders, mm-hmm. and that's just me starting to act like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, gremlins. I don't drink anymore because if I start to have a few drinks here, a few drinks mm-hmm. here, I can get a bit carried away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watch that. Um, yeah, and I, I don't mind the odd bit of chocolate and, and that sort of stuff as well. So I, I, I've got, a, I've got, I've got. Yeah, I do struggle with a few things, but I, I'm very aware of how to overcome it very quickly. And, um, and yeah, so I, I've got, a, I've got quite a few gremlins, but I, I understand how to overcome them very quickly. All right. So now you were talking about your team and they coming together and the kind of mantras that you have. So tell me as a leader, although I know what is your principle and your ideology of leading a team and where you behave like a team member, but still are there issues of 
negativity sometimes it must be for personal reasons could be their personal lives but does it come and surface in the workspace and how do you handle that um well if any of my team ring me privately i know that there's a personal problem so when they ring me i can generally cuz i'm a real i'm great at coaching i'm a phenomenal coach uh, um, i don't say that with arrogance or ego i say that because i'm a really good coach all right. So they know that they they know like if they weren't working for me, they'd be paying me to coach. So part of the um, benefit of working in this team is I'm a great coach, but Mel's a great coach, Lisa's a great coach, mm-hmm. uh, Sean's a great coach. So whenever there's a personal problem, we contact each other, and then the way I handle it is one. Generally, within five to ten minutes, I know what the problem is, maybe a little bit less, and then I ask them if I can help them. And if they say yes, then we help them. Right. But if they say no, I just need to listen, then I listen. Right. So, yeah, we, we wear different hats depending on what it is. And um, we're very t- we're, we're a good little family mm-hmm. team. I, I would say it's like family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I was getting emails from my team. It's a Saturday here, so they're working on their day off because um, I know I do. So they always give me extra. So if they need me and there's problems and personal problems, I help. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that... Oh, the uh, other thing with team, yeah. the other thing with team, sorry, said Dennis. Mm. Um, my, um, my managers all go and learn and they're very heavy into other modalities of learning. All right. So I don't, I don't make them, I pay for them to go. All right. Great. So I don't, they pay for their education, but they go, oh, I need a day off here. I said, don't worry about it. I don't, they just keep accruing their holidays. Right. So, yeah. So if it's a like a learning thing, I just pay them as normal. I don't make it take from their annual leave. All right. That sort of stuff. Plus if we've got a team meeting in a different state, I, I'll fly them up to the team meeting. All right. And we do, we, we do team weekends. So, it's it's so important. I don't know if they do that in many companies in in India, but it's or, or that you know of. But it's mm-hmm. really important that we have good culture. Although I have developed the entrepreneur's mindset, but you tempting me to so come and work for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> you'd be All very right. welcome. My, you'd be very welcome, my friend. You, you Thank would, you. Your your big smile would come in, and we would all you you would just make us feel great every time. All right. <laughs> Oh, look, I look forward. I'm waiting for this thing to settle down and then I want to go to one place where, uh, you know, it's been on my kind of bucket list for a very long time. But believe me, the next would be Australia. So, mm. so I'm going to come there, be there very soon. And what better if somebody is going to fly you in? <laughs> exactly right. All right. So, so that, that brings me to my next question. From being, uh, you said you have had a very difficult past in terms of your personal addiction issues and other things. And now you are at this stage where actually you are a business leader, which people would want to look up to, emulate, follow for certain things. So what is that one thing that you have changed in yourself, which probably brought all this change in you? Can you think of one thing there? Yeah. Uh, I worked out that the anger that I had in me was because I cared so much about humanity and people. Okay. And uh, I was angry and I was isolated. So as mm-hmm. soon as I understand, understood my negative emotions mm-hmm. and that to make a single decision, you have there will be emotions attached to it. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned very quickly that balancing out your emotions was the most important thing you can do because as we know in quantum theory, if it shifts in you, it shifts in someone else. If I feel anger reappear in me, I get I just know how to shift it and balance it and not push it down. So the thing that changed everything for me was the day that I balanced out anger and the, that was the emotion. I was so angry, so angry. Like I was so angry, I was re- I was a volcano. Mm-hmm. So, and the pendulum. So this is another thing I was taught: the pendulum of extreme swings both ways. Yes. So I was awesome at creating with anger, but I was very good at destroying everything that I worked for because I was so angry. And I because now I have no drama, I don't lose people. Great. I don't lose people, and I had such terrible self worth that I would always find these great mentors and then eventually we'd have a fallout and I'd wonder why. It was my anger and and my um, ego and my thinking I was better than everyone but on the inside that I was below everyone so I was trying to pull everyone down around me. Mm -hmm. So for me, the thing that really helped me was shifting anger. And, and, uh, yeah, and... um, and I was very competitive too. And when I realized the principles of nature were like, mm-hmm. you know, the movie The Lion King. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, he talks about how the, the, the antelope, sorry, the, the lion eat the antelope. Mm-hmm. Eventually the lion dies, the lion becomes the grass, the antelope eat the grass. Mm-hmm. That's nature competing. But what it's doing is it's lifting everybody up. Mm-hmm. So the idea of competition is to lift everybody up. Like some of these world famous personal development gurus like Grant Cardone and all that, they talk about domination and all this sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. and we need to lift everybody up. We just need to rise up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So for me, it was understanding some of the principles of nature and, and, and adapting them to my own life. And I just appreciate so much I I, I I joke with people and but not really I'm true but I tell them when I'm when I met all these personal development people I didn't understand what they were saying mm-hmm. because they spoke they spoke a language I didn't understand it was called happiness okay so they were speaking the language of happiness and now I speak it too I speak very fluent happiness excellent Excellent. Yeah, so it's 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 just, and because I'm happy, it means I'm happy to risk, which means I can go into flow states. Okay. And when you go into flow and you're in your genius zone and you have infinite energy. Absolutely. I have infinite abundant energy because I'm happy. Yes. You know what this conversation between us to me is seeming like the peer coaching conversation. <laughs> and then where I'm I don't know if you've noticed but I'm trying to read and what I read here is that, yes, probably the biggest threat to your growth was that anger issue. And the biggest advantage that you've got is that you are, you've learned to balance things out. You know, whether mm-hmm. it is, you spoke about a little while back, you spoke about trying to understand what is success, how to balance it. And you can't create a high rise when foundations are not in sync with each other. So that's very, very, very interesting. We all keep looking at success in terms of material success. Sometimes then it becomes spiritual success. Sometimes it is X, Y. We fail to understand that it has to come together. 
and until those energies join together they they wouldn't otherwise they would be pulling each other and we all know flows from high to low so if there's something high the low is pulling it down and it would cause an imbalance Ex excellent there so while you made these changes or maybe those one or two changes in your life any person any personality anybody who's been an inspiration to you or something like uh, your idol or any anybody that has that somebody has had a you know, impact on your life yeah there's been a lot of people um All right the well, my original mentor, the guy that changed my life and opened my world up, his name's Michael Johnson. He's the Mojo Master. So, oh. um, he's fantastic, the Mojo Master. Um, he, he I had the opportunity to meet him in your podcast, by the way. <laughs> I was yeah, there. yeah. He's he's very good, okay. um, Michael. We've got a we've got a good friendship. I, I oh. did. He, I was qualified under his coaching brand, and then he stopped doing it. Um, and he's right. on a different journey now, but, mm -hmm. um. And then the uh, some of the more well-known guys, like I, I started following like Gary Vaynerchuk and Elon Musk and Lewis Howes. Okay. And all mm -hmm. those well-known guys. But then I realized something. I realized something very quickly. Mm -hmm. I realized that I could do everything and more that they could do. Um, so, and, and Gary Vaynerchuk said something that never left me. He said, if you're still listening to me, Mm -hmm. That means you still need me. So if you if you're a practitioner, you don't need me anymore. Very true. So I've turned that off. I've haven't listened to him since because I've heard his thirteen stories over and over again. That uh, I'm a big Dr. Bruce Lipton fan. Um, I've I've done all Joe Dispenza stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Just he's a big in the meditation space and opening up different chemicals through meditation and things like that. And meditation is a part of it, but I, I think. Mm -hmm. He's starting to get it as far as emotional balance, so they're starting to talk about it more and more now. Hmm. But um, so I, I'm listening to him. Uh, who else is there? I, I really enjoy um, uh, Jim Quick. He's a brain coaching legend globally. Mm -hmm. uh, he's very good. Um, I, I've listened to close to a hundred books in the last year because I travel a lot, and I've listened oh. to them multiple times. So. Um, there's many, many, many books. I, at the moment, I'm really throwing myself into Deepak Chopra. All right. Um, okay. So I'm listening to Meta Human at the moment. I've listened to like the monk that stole, sold his Ferrari, and mm -hmm. and um, and I'm a big fan of Nelson Mandela and his mm -hmm. story as well. So Nelson Mandela is phenomenal. He 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 spent 27 years in a cage and and he was free. Like you felt free the whole time. So absolutely. Like, yeah. So I'm I'm inspired by different people, um, and I consume all their content, and then I move on to more people. Like, there's so many amazing authors out there. We're gearing up to write a book in the next few months as well. Oh, great. Um, yeah. So I'll uh, I've got to create the space to do that, but uh, I'll I'll release my first book in the next six months. So all right. Yeah. So. Um, I'm excited. Uh, as far as my uh, current business coach, his name's Joel. He was. We did a podcast together on the uh, power of failure. So we spoke about the magic of failure uh -huh. for an hour um, on our podcast, The Anxiety Hour. So I'm very inspired by him. Um, my clients are very inspirational. Their stories. So yeah, I'm surrounded by it. It's mm. it's it's phenomenal. Um, 
how the amount of amazing people that I run into. Oh, great. So it reminds me, one has to just believe that you're part of that almighty soul and probably, you know, all that goodness uh, is attracted to you. And that also brings me to something, some interesting observation, which when you said you had to turn down Gary, switch it down and switch it off. And yes, I also feel it's intelligence is everywhere. And like you said, you are a clever person. If you are a smarter and clever person, you would want to document it and sell it to others. <laughs> so might as well believe in yourself and create that. We all have that, you know, abundance within ourselves. There's so much of well, intellect. Think, um, oh, yeah. Well, I think um, I'm a big fan of Abraham Hicks and uh, Louise hmm. Hay. And, oh, and I forgot about Wayne Dyer. Like, Wayne yeah, Dyer, yeah, yes, Wayne yes. Dyer he's, he's my favorite. So, uh -huh. like, listening to these guys and girls and, like, just... I don't know. It's it's as you know, and as you know, it's not about the money, even though money is important. Um, it, it just appears like it, it. I never stress about money. I crack the code, like I crack the money code, which is it's not that we've earned. We're like the richest people in the world or anything. It's not about that, but it's about how you feel about money and Absolutely. how you how you bring it into your life and. Uh, my partner's massive about the law of attraction. So daily we're manifesting and we understand what it's like to throw off many rockets of desires. And, and this is why, um, and I'll show you my messy board. I'll show you my, I'll show you my messy board. Uh -huh. You can see that. Hang on, there it is. All right. <laughs> numbers, figures, facts, everything in there ready to go. Yes, um, yes. Not, not that you can read my hand. No, right, yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> this quite quite some stuff stuff there. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like I'm every day. I'm looking at what I need to achieve and percentages and what I want to attract. And the mission is in big bright lights out there. So um, I also too, I always carry. I'm, I'm, I've always got my psychosomatic and metaphysics wow. books near wow. me all the time because uh -huh. we're rewriting the way they we're rewriting all the okay. stuff. So yeah, so I'm I've got it around me everywhere. Uh, studying, but also too, I like to switch off through watching movies mm -hmm. as well. So I like to watch movies. So to relax with my partner because she's just had mm -hmm. surgery in her mouth. Mm -hmm. Um. We were just watching a movie before we got on on this. Okay. So I, I worked all day. I worked 16 hours yesterday, and then I worked 12 hours, and then I went up and watched a movie. Okay. So I also switch off mm -hmm. as well. Excellent. And that is, I think, essential. Like you said, balance is the key here. And the sooner we understand, the better it is for all of us. So it was lovely having you and talking on so many things. So if... If people have to find you or look you up, where do they go? Or I would like to share that link here too. Ah, oh, excellent. So um, we've got an um, we've got a free group where we go into quite often. I'm actually doing. I do live Q and A's every Sunday night. Mm -hmm. I think it's eight p eight p.m. Australian time, which might be all right. Three thirty. Three thirty. Three thirty. Three thirty. Yes. So. Yeah, that's Team Resilience Group. So I go right. live there. You can mm. invite yourself in and just yeah, in the yeah. questions, just just say yeah. you listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, in the questions, how did you find us? Um, and then that's the free group, Team Resilience Group. Um, my business page is Trenshaw Master Coaching. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, Trenshaw Master Coach, you can add me, Trenshaw. Mm -hmm. um, 
and uh, or follow whatever you like. Our mm. website is teamresilienceacademy.com.au. Teamresilienceacademy.com.au. Mm-hmm. And um, also, if you want to ever email me, you can just email me team at teamresiliencegroup.com.au. We're about to do a big rebrand in the next four weeks where we'll become the go from Team Resilience Group to Team Resilience mm-hmm. Academy. Mm-hmm. So we're just changing all the email addresses and all the company structure and everything that happens to a uh, complete rebrand. So, um, so we're going through that at the moment. And I wouldn't be able to do it without my amazing team. No, excellent. It is the people behind who matter, actually. For any anything to succeed, one man can't do it. And if that was the case, there would be no other. <laughs> so, yes. So there, guys, you've heard it from the man and guess it all sums up to your beliefs, your mindset, your approach and your attitude. One has to remember what one can change is you. So mm-hmm. the moment you change that, the moment you look inwards, things start flowing towards you. So it was an excellent, excellent chat, excellent having you, Trent, on our show. And I know you've promised me two shows. One is that you would do here in Bangalore and one that I would do in Australia. So we'll, <laughs> so I, we'll look forward I, to I that. Hear, you, know what, you know what I heard about yeah. um, India? They have a six-star train. Is that true? Uh, say again? They have a, they have a six-star train. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, like, yes. Yes, yes. yes. I would uh, love to uh, go on that train. Oh, excellent. We do have uh, actually a couple of them. So one is in the Southern Circuit and one is in the Delhi and Rajasthan Circuit that plies there. Well, so, we best go to both then, shall we? Yes, think, yes. <laughs> uh, and also, I need, to come and, I need to come and visit Goa. I've heard Goa is beautiful. Oh, yes. Goa is beautiful and there is even beautiful place than Goa, which is Port Blair, actually. Andaman oh. and Nicobar Islands. So, and I have had the privilege of serving there. So I was considered the native. So I was living in the nature. I've had the best oh, of times. Really? God has been kind. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm so, um, I, I just think that your culture is, mm-hmm. I've not met one apart from the guy that I ran into first time, but like in all where I live, whether they be North, South, Central, either, they were just the hospitality mm-hmm. and the food. And they were just the love and the laughter and the dancing. I got to go to a couple of Indian uh, traditional weddings. Uh, right. Everyone was dressed <laughs> up and, and the dancing. And oh, it was just, I can't believe just the celebration and the happiness. So um, I do hope when I come and visit, you have at least a thousand people so we can have a party. You bring all your family. Yeah, yes, yes, and, yes. And yes. We'll, we'll have a big celebration. What do you reckon? Yes, yes. You come during the good months, that is the sort of winters when winters are approaching. And yes, we can certainly go around the countryside. India is much better during those times. Maybe November, December and maybe Jan, Feb is the ideal time so that you can go around the whole country. Otherwise, yes, Goa also gets a little warmer these days by your standards, certainly. So it would be lovely to host you here and looking forward to having you again. And till then, guys, before we say thank you to Trent Shaw, times are difficult, but yet It is the discipline, it is the protocol, it is the precautions, and it is the inner health that is going to make the day for us. So stay fit, eat good, stay healthy, look after yourself, and thank you again, Trent Shaw, for coming on Know the Happiness How with Vinko Chow. 
and so guys i hope you like the entire episode you like the conversation and we shall keep bringing some interesting guests and keep giving you some interesting conversation with an objective to bring that smile back in your face get that cheer up there and that sparkle in your eyes so till we see you again it's ciao from me here wing commander satyendra chauhan in india and trent shaw in queensland saying bye bye take care bye bye god, thank you god bless bye bye thank you